today, Rinpoche pointed out once again how important analysis is if one wishes to achieve single-pointed concentration. There are various levels one goes through in order to achieve that final goal, which require analysis. Strictly emptying the mind of thought is not meditation on emptiness. Page 84, right at the bottom, uh, where it says, uh, once things happen, um, you have said to have attention. That'll be uh, where we begin today's class. Okay, so uh, if we were to look at the teachings uh, of Lord Buddha and we were to summarize them, we would be able to summarize them according to the teachings shared in common with beings of three capacities. Um, as a note, we find that the beginning uh, source of dividing these in this way in Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment and then expanded upon in the Lama Tsongkhapa's Lamrim text, this being the largest version of all of the texts. Um, so these, these three categories are as follows. The teachings that are called shared in common with beings of small capacity are the first level of teachings, and these are for practitioners who wish to achieve rebirth in the higher realms of cyclic existence in her, his or her next life. So the practitioner then engages in going for refuge to the three jewels of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, uh, abandoning, uh, engaging in ethical behavior that abandons the ten non-virtuous activities and acknowledging one's downfalls. Uh, so in dependence upon these practices, one is able to achieve higher realm rebirth in one's next life. The next uh, category of teachings are called the teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity. And these are for practitioners who wish to achieve their own individual liberation, uh, their own nirvana. And these practitioners engage in the three highest higher trainings, the highest higher training in ethics, concentration, and wisdom. In dependence upon these three highest higher trainings, a practitioner of the medium scope is able to achieve nirvana. And then the last category, the teachings for beings of great capacity are for beings who wish to achieve complete Buddhahood. Uh, and these teachings are, uh, I'm sorry, this practitioner engages in the practices already mentioned and then combines them with the generation of bodhicitta or the mind that aspires to enlightenment uh, and then engages in the six perfections practice. Uh, so, uh, in dependence upon those practices, this practitioner achieves Buddhahood. So, this is how we would divide all of Buddha's teachings into three categories, the categories for beings of three capacities. Digsong Rinpoche. So all sentient beings possess, possess Buddha potential, sometimes called Buddha nature. 
Um, and uh, this is because of two reasons. Um, there is the um, nature, um, the developmental nature and the natural nature. Um, or that which can be developed, the nature that can be developed, and then the, the, the natural, the actual nature. That which can be developed, and then the actual nature. So the actual nature is that um, all sentient beings have Buddha potential because all sentient beings possess um, um, a mental consciousness that is not truly established or that is empty. Um, so this is the first reason for Buddha potential that, um, like Buddha, um, all sentient beings possess this mental consciousness which is not truly established. Um, and then, the, that which can be developed, uh, which is the Buddha potential, which that which can be developed, is shown by the actual mental consciousness itself. The mental consciousness itself, um, um, the fact that there is that, shows that there is something that can be developed into um, uh, uh, um, Buddhahood. Um, so first it's the mental consciousness itself, which is the um, develop that which can be developed, and then there is the lack of true establishment of that mental consciousness, and that's the natural Buddha nature. So uh, it's for this reason that we say all, all, if you were to literally translate it, you would say all, Buddha, all sentient beings have Buddha. Um, but that's very easy to misinterpret um, because there isn't some Buddha inside of us as a translator's note that's going to just pop out. Um, there is a potential within us to transform that which isn't Buddha into Buddha. Um, so the potential is what that Buddha that we have is. It's abiding in a potential um, or that is the nature of it. Um, but it, it isn't uh, something other than that. Deeksung Rinpoche. 사자도벌어서부터 like ourselves Buddhashakimuni had has and had before he was, just as a translator's note um uh Buddhashakimuni has mental consciousness meaning also before Buddha was Buddha Buddha was Prince Siddhartha in the story, um, so that mental consciousness is what was able to become a Buddha. So, um, just like ourselves, the Buddha, Buddha Shakyamuni, has A, mental consciousness, and B, a mental consciousness that is um, not truly established. And it's for those reasons that we say all sentient beings possess Buddha potential. Uh, so, as a translator's note, sentient being is... Um, if you look at Semchen, it means mind possessor in, in uh, English. Uh, and we, we turn it into sentient being, but the word Semchen means mind possessor. So we say if it, all sentient beings have uh, mental consciousness, therefore they have um, um, uh, Buddha potential. It's a qualification of a sentient being that there's a mind there. Sentient is mind possessor. <coughs> So, 
now we've arrived at the section in the text where there's the discussion of calm abiding and special insight. Um, so calm abiding is um, having the ability to rest on a single object of observation without wavering in meditation, um, so indefinitely. So it's this calm abiding is that. Um, and special insight is a wisdom united with that ability, single-pointed ability. So special insight is um, arisen from, is a wisdom arisen, um, f- I don't know if it would be a, let me see. A, almost a, uh, I'm sorry, the best way would be a wisdom that is focused um, um, single-pointedly and, uh, and but with calm abiding. So it's a union, uh, what it's called is a union of calm abiding and, and wisdom. So a un- uniting calm abiding and special insight. Um, Diso. Diso. <laughs> Shisha Jimba 
ਤੇ ਨਾ ਦੋ ਇਹਾਂ ਦਾ ਜੋ ਜੋ ਬੰਦੂ ਤੇ ਸੈਂਤੇ ਵੀ ਸੈਂਤੇ ਬਸੇ ਵਾ ਸੈਂਤੇ ਬਸੇ ਨਾ ਨਿਓ 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 ਸੈਂਤਾ ਲੋਸ਼ੇ ਤੋਂ ਜਮਾ ਜੋ ਨਾ ਲੋ ਤਾਂ ਨੇ ਗਲੇ ਲੋ ਚੇ ਨੇ ਗਲੇ ਨੇ ਗਲੇ ਤਾਕੇ ਸ਼ੇਦੋ ਨੇ ਬਮਜੋ ਆਦਾ ਦੇਪਾ ਨਾ ਸ਼ੇ ਸ਼ੇਜਰ ਕੋਦੋਂ ਮਜੋ ਆਦਾ ਸ਼ੇਦਾ ਲਾਦੇ ਜੋ ਆਨਾਇਆ ਲੋਦਾ ਸੈਸ਼ਨ ਤੋਂ ਜਮਾ ਖਾਜੀ ਦਾ ਦੇਪਰ ਜੋ ਆਦਾ ਤਤਾਬਦਾ ਥਿੰਬਾ ਤਾਨਾ ਇਲਾ ਸ਼ੇਬਾ ਨਚੇਬੇ ਤਾਦਾ ਸਮਾ ਉਸ ਉਸ ਸ਼ਮਾਤਾ ਇਬਾ ਰੇਬਾ ਸ਼ੋ ਸ਼ੇਵ ਸੋਸੋ ਤਦਾ ਤਾਨਾ ਦਦਾ ਤਾਂ ਦੇਬੇ ਏਜੇ ਤੇ ਥੋਨੇ ਨਾ ਸ਼ਨੇ ਜੇ ਲਾਂ ਨਾਸੋ ਸ਼ਨੇ ਜੇ ਲਾਂ ਯੋਸੋ ਤਾਬਾ ਜੋ ਅੱਛੇ ਲਾਤੇ ਦਦਰ ਸੈਂਚ ਜੀ ਵਿਸ਼ਨੇ ਨਾਬਾ ਜਾਬੇ ਜੋ ਤੋ ਨਾਬੋ ਲੋਸ਼ੇ ਤੋ ਸ਼ਾਬਾ ਦਨ ਰੇਬੇ ਨਿਬੇ ਨਿਬੇ ਸ਼ਿਦੋ ਜਾਂਬਾ ਫੇਵਾ ਜੋਲਾ ਸ਼ਿਜਾਂ ਚਸਾ ਫੇਵਾ ਤਾਂ ਜੀ ਚਾ ਸੈਂਚੇ ਜੀ ਵਿਸ਼ਨੇ ਫੇ ਫੇਜੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਚੀ ਫੇਵਾ ਸ਼ਿਵੇ ਸ਼ਰੋ ਤਦਾ ਅਨਜਾਲੇ ਚਤਾ ਚਤਾ ਤੀ ਲੋਦਾ ਸੈਂਚੇ ਦੋ ਜਾਂਬਾ ਫੇਵਾ ਫੇਵਾ ਤੇ ਤਤਾ ਤਦਰ ਮੇਵਾ ਤਜੀਵਾ ਤਜੀਵਾ ਨੀਲਾ ਨਾਬਾ ਫੇਵਾ ਜੋਲਾ ਚਤਾ ਚਤਾ ਸੈਂਚੇ ਜੀ ਬਣੀ ਨਾਬਰ ਫੇਵਾ ਤਦਾ ਤਦਾ ਵੀ ਲੋਦਾ ਸੈਂਚੇ ਦੋ ਜਾਂਬਾ ਯਾ ਫੇਵਾ ਜੋਤੇ ਚੁਨੀ ਬੰਦੇ ਨੇ ਚੁਨੀ ਬੰਦੇ ਤਦਾ ਤੇ ਸੈਂਚੇ ਜੀ ਬਤਾ ਸ਼ਿੰਦੋ ਜਾਂਬਾ ਤਦਾ ਚਿਲਾ ਚੀ ਤੈਂਬਾ ਚਿਲਾ ਚੀ ਰਾਲੇਬਾ ਇਹਨੋ ਸ਼ੇਜ਼ੋਂ ਸੋਸ ਨਾ ਮੰਗੇ ਚਵਾ ਇਨਚਾ ਮਿਨਚਾ ਯਾ sorry bad timing le chien de Saint-Jean le chien c'est là zubu qui dit long long de la course long laisse ça long long ça va de l'eau de route le type c'est là Saint-Jean il dit c'est pas on est droit so what happens with mental and physical pliancy is that a, a new wind arrives from um as a result of meditation um within the the body the wind changes and as a result of that this a physical pliancy develops which is a blissful feeling of the body um a, a tactile blissful feeling and uh mental pliancy occurs which is a blissful feeling of the mind or mental state bless better better say mental state um So this is what hap this is how mental and physical pliancy occur and what occurs when they occur. Um so let me go back to where we were. Okay, so once things happen you are said to have attention, you achieve serenity and you are included among the ranks of those who have achieved attention. for by achieving serenity which is included in the access to the first stabilization you achieve the smallest type of attention on the level of meditative equipoise this accords with the statement in the shravaka levels 
Thereafter, the novice yogi is endowed with intention, is included in the ranks of those who are called attentive. Why? Because this person has achieved a small type of attention, excuse me, on the level of meditative equipoise that first experiences the form realm. Therefore, this person is called attentive. The level of meditative equipoise is a synonym for the level of the two higher realms, the form and formless realms. The marks associated with attention in the elimination of qualms. These are the marks and signs to be known by yourself and others as the criteria for having achieved attention. You who have achieved such attention have these marks. The achievement in small measure of these four, your mind belongs to the level of form, physical pliancy, mental pliancy, and one-pointedness of mind. The ability to purify the afflictions either by means of the path bearing the aspects of calmness and coarseness or the path bearing the aspects of the truths. Once your mind is established inwardly, meditative equipoise and physical and mental pliancy arrive ever so swiftly. For the most part, the five obstructions such as sensual desire, do not occur. When you rise from meditative equipoise, you still possess physical and mental pliancy to some extent. Thus the Shravaka level says, These are the marks of a novice who is endowed with attention. You achieve the small degree of mind that experiences the form realm, physical pliancy, mental pliancy, and the small degree of one-pointedness of mind. You have the opportunity and the ability to practice with objects of meditation that purify afflictions. Your mind stream becomes smooth and you are enveloped by meditative serenity. And, when your mind is perfectly drawn inward, settled and focused, Mental and physical pliancy occur ever so swiftly. You are not afflicted by mental, physical dysfunction, and for the most part, the obstructions do not operate. Even when you arise, rise from meditation and move out, you still have a certain degree of physical and mental pliancy. Recognize such experiences to be purified characteristics and signs of possessing attention. After you have achieved attention bearing such characteristics, it is very easy for the path of serenity to be thoroughly purified um, as follows, after you have achieved um, equipoise and meditative serenity in which your mind is one-pointed, you are swiftly able to induce physical and mental pliancy so that pliancy increases, commensurate with the increase of pliancy, uh, one-pointed uh, serenity increases so that they mutually enhance each, each other. The Shravaka levels. Just as your physical and mental pliancy increase, so does your mental one-pointedness upon the object of meditation increase. And just as your mental one-pointedness increases, so does your physical and mental pliancy increase. These two phenomena, mental one-pointedness and pliancy, are based upon each other and are dependent upon each other. In summary, when your mind is serviceable, energy and mind focuses on as one, so the energy becomes serviceable. At that time, an extraordinary physical pliancy occurs, and when this happens, exceptional concentration arises in the mind. This, in turn, brings forth an exceptional, uh, exceptionally serviceable energy. Therefore, the process of mental and physical pliancy is explained is as explained above. Dixon. The dopa chipa. Donna le Donna Saint Lesron, long, long Saint Juba Dixon. The thing ain't sampa, you know, the cache Dixon. Yeah. It's a long, long Lesron, Chabadi, do the Ludon, Saint Shinto Jamba. Temba de Cacheba Taro. To what Jena, to what Jeban, the Jamba now. Chez Jésus, je vais me faire un magicien. 
ਸਾਧੂ ਗੀਤਾ ਹੀ ਜਦਰ ਤੇਲਾ ਬੇਬਾ ਮਤੇ ਬਈ ਜਾਂ ਸਿਰ ਸਿਨਾ ਸ਼ਲਾ ਕੀ ਮਜੀ ਤਦਾ ਕੀ ਤੋਬਾ ਜੁਲਾ ਚਲੋ ਸ਼ਲਾ ਮਤੇ ਬਾ ਮੈਂ ਦੋ ਤੇਨਾ ਫਵਾ ਤੋ ਮੈਂ ਸ਼ਾਂਸਾ ਦਾਂ ਤੇਲਾ ਬਾ ਦੁਆ ਤਾਂ ਕੁਲੇ ਤੁਲੇ ਕੁਲੇ ਤੁਦਾ ਨਿਸਾ ਨਿਤੇ ਜੇਸਾ ਯੋ ਸੋ ਸਿਨੇ ਦਾ ਸਾਧੂ ਸੁਸੁਰ ਸੇਵੇ ਨਾਨੇ ਸਿਨੇ ਡੁਬਾ ਸੇ ਗੁਈ ਰਿਬੇ ਡੁਬਾ ਸੋਜੀ ਤੇ ਅਨਿਤੇ ਜੇਸਾ ਜੇਬਰ ਤੇਲਾ ਪਵਾਈਂ ਪਵਾਈਂ ਬੇ ਤੇਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਤਰਾ ਲਾਤੂ ਕੀ ਲੋਜੋ ਮਜੇ ਜੋ ਦਦਾ ਤੋ ਲਾਤੂ ਸੇ ਗੋਲੇ ਲੋਜੋ ਸੇਜੇ ਤੇ ਡੁਬੇ ਲੋ ਜਾਂ ਨਿਸਾ ਲੈ The elimination of qualms is as follows Qualm. Accordingly, it is said of the non-discursive nine mental ninth mental state that even without continual effort at mindfulness and vigilance, your mind becomes concentrated. Moreover, you are endowed with an intensity of clarity that prevents even subtle laxity, and as in the earlier presentation of physical pliancy, there uh, there is. concentration that yields outstanding well-being in your body and mind due to the power of serviceable energy as explained in the above section on the marks associated with attention for the most part there is no movement of the secondary afflictions of sensual desire and so on and even when you arise from meditative equipoise you have the quality of not being parted from pliancy in terms of the five paths where does this occur uh, reply in the past as well as the present there have been a great number of people who assert that when such concentration arises it is generally to be placed on the mahayana path specifically they assert this as a contemplation in which characteristics of the complacent stage of highest yoga uh, which i think in which the characteristics of the completion stage of the highest yoga tantra are perfected they draw this conclusion upon noting the occurrence of a great experience of bliss in the body and mind based on a feeling as if one's entire body were filled with ecstasy due to the energy corresponding to the arising of pliancy as well as the attributes of non-discursiveness non-discursive awareness and great clarity however when this is analyzed on the basis of the classic texts of the venerable matraya the noble asanga and so on the authoritative texts such as the madhyamika uh, stages of the such as the madhyamika stages of meditation that clearly set forth the stages of concentration it is not possible to place this kind of concentration even on the hinayana path let alone the mahayana for the shravaka level states that even the mundane paths which look to the aspects of calmness and coarseness for accomplishing the actual first stabilization are accomplished on the basis of this concentration therefore non-buddhist sages who by means of mundane paths free themselves from attachment to the level of nothingness and lower levels must proceed to higher paths on the basis of this concentration so it is as a concentration common to non-buddhists as buddhists 
Furthermore, if this concentration is imbued with the view that correctly knows selflessness and with the attitude of determination to be free, which properly ascertains the faults of the whole of cyclic existence, is repelled by the cycle of the existence and diligently strives for liberation, it turns into the path to liberation. If it is imbued with the precious spirit of enlightenment, it turns into the Mahayana path. For example, if the generosity of giving a single morsel of food to an animal and observing even one type of ethical discipline are imbued with these attitudes, they turn into the collection of merit on the paths of liberation and omniscience, respectively. Nevertheless, in the case of this question, you do not investigate whether it becomes a path of liberation and omniscience in terms of its being imbued with other paths. Rather, you investigate which path it becomes by the na very nature of the concentration itself. Therefore, there are inconsistencies between the Madhyamika and Chittamantran ways of establishing the object of the view of insight. In general, there are no inconsistencies in their identifications of serenity and insight, or in the way they develop knowledge of these in their mind streams. Therefore, the Noble Asanga states in his Bodhisattva levels, Compendium of Determinations, Compendium of no Knowledge, and Shravaka levels, that within the contents of individual practices of serenity and insight, when serenity is accomplished, it is accomplished through the stages of the nine mental states. Moreover, since this is elaborately set forth in the Shravaka levels, these nine concentrations are not asserted as a means for accomplishing insight. In those treatises, insight is explained separately from the nine mental states and the means of accomplishing it are also explained separately in Asanga Shravaka levels. Moreover, the Madhyamaka stages of meditation texts and Ratna Karashanti's instructions for perfection of wisdom also separately discuss the path of serenity consisting of nine mental states and the path of insight. Lona <laughs> Matuba 
这样我们先把工资当时工资当时每每当前面的东北人来上天吧谁跑没叫我给他东北人工资去别到月月当面讲来谁现在这样我都把这样我就把就别工资去东北人去听见这都对了那个学习你也是你也是这样说吧说别现
Reply, by concentrating on emptiness, are you referring to investigating the meaning of profound in the phrase profound non-discursive awareness by using your discerning wisdom to establish this definitely in the theory and then focusing on uh, on this without discursiveness? Or are you referring simply to settling in non-discursive awareness and not analyzing anything? In the first case, I also assert such a practice to be concentration on emptiness. If you assert likewise, there is a distinction between those who have and those who do not have an understanding of the view of the way things are. Those individuals who have the view and sustain a non-discursive awareness upon settling in this view are practicing the profound concentration on emptiness. The meditation of those who lack an understanding of this view and meditate by not thinking about anything is not profound meditation on emptiness. It is valid to claim this distinction. Do not declare that all types of meditation in which you do not think about anything are meditative stabilizations on the objectless or on the signless or on emptiness. Qualm. Regardless of whether or not you have the view that comprehends emptiness, all meditation in which your mind is focused on not thinking about anything and on not analyzing anything is concentration on emptiness. So this is the view of Hashan, um, the wrong view that's being presented here, the Chinese abbot Hashan. So now the response to negate that wrong view is, in that case you would be forced to assert that even the concentrations along the way to meditative serenity mentioned previously in the passages from Asanga Shravaka levels are concentrations on emptiness. For in those two, when settled in concentration apart from a few occasions of monitoring and so on, Uh, when the strength of mindfulness and vigilance has decreased, you sustain the meditation without the slightest discursive thought of this or this is not this. Uh, So no different, no discriminations taking place. If you look at the um, aggregates, the discrimination aggregate, there's no discrimination taking place. Therefore, the Sutra Unraveling, the intended meaning, says that the concentrations for achieving serenity attend to an image that is without discursive thought. Furthermore, when the context of serenity and insight, uh, Sangha Shravaka levels refer to serenity in this way. Middle. Just a little more. At that time, this concentration attends to an image without discursive thought, and it exclusively focuses mindfulness one-pointedly on the object. It does not examine it, nor classify it, uh, investigate, nor ponder it, nor analyze it. Shinaji <laughs> 
गोरे गोरे सोला गोरे सोला छे दो ते जेता छे बंजो रोसा जे या बुका गाने सुने दे एनजीके ले सरपा ते चान दे चोदन लंजा ओके ओके ऑल राइट एट द से एंड द सेम टेक्स्ट स्टेट्स When you achieve the mind of serenity in this way signs thoughts or secondary afflictions may appear manifest or become the object because of forgetfulness or the fault of the lack of habituation do not fall immediately under the influence of thoughts that you have previously observed neither recall them nor pay attention to them in this way because you are neither being mindful of this object nor attending to it it dissolves and when it is expelled you will settle in the absence of the appearance of these obstructions this is stated in a passage concerning the practice of meditative serenity alone in passages concerning the practice of serenity the authoritative treatises speak only of the meditation that is focused without analytical activity so to knowledgeable people the contention that all meditation without any discursive thought at all constitutes the practice of meditation on emptiness is laughable in particular the citation from a Sangha Shravaka levels also perfectly refutes the assertion that all references to meditation with no mindfulness or attention is meditation on emptiness. Furthermore, Kamala Shila's first stages of meditation says, "The nature of serenity is nothing more than a one-pointed mind. This is the general characteristic of all meditative serenity." Ratnakara Shanti Santi's instructions for the perfection of wisdom also states focusing on the mind which is perceiving various things reject mental conversation and cultivate serenity mental conversation is the discursive thought this is this Moreover, after earlier citing numerous sutras and treatises by the great trailblazers including the discussion in the Cloud of Jewels Sutra concerning serenity as mental one-pointedness, I have already explained numerous times that serenity entails no discursive thought whatsoever. Therefore, there is a non-discursive awareness that meditates on emptiness as well as a non-discursive awareness that lacks even the slightest cognition of emptiness so do not regard every occurrence of bliss clarity and non-discursive awareness as meditation on emptiness these comments disclose only a portion of this subject so strive diligently and understand the ways of accomplishing serenity and insight as elucidated by matraya asanga and so on if you fail to do so you will mistake certain concentrations that are focused non-discursively but without even reaching serenity for the insight which cuts the root of cyclic existence and after you have arrogantly held this to be an awareness without a truly existent object as time goes by you will certainly deceive yourself and others the treatises of authoritative scholars and adepts assert that when you newly practice serenity you exclusively focus your attention non-discursively in stabilizing meditation and when you first practice insight you meditate by means of analysis with discerning wisdom Once you hold that all thought consists of grasping to true existence and discard it altogether, you understand your understanding is turned directly away from the authoritative treatises and you do not reach an airless view of selflessness. Nevertheless, the notion that the absence of thought constitutes meditation on the profound object of insight is simply the unadulterated system of the Chinese master Hashan. Take a careful look at Kamala Shila's three stages of meditation, and you will understand. Uh, so here we'll end there, and uh, Rimache said we'll do question and answers now. Um, and uh, yeah, we're doing that. And then we have a holiday.
coming up. Everybody be nice and safe. Okay. We have, uh, okay, Ted. Oh, he's got you. I wanted to ask, um, in the beginning when you were stating that every there's a Buddha potential in all sentient beings. Yes. Could that potential be determined by the environment's conduciveness to the development of that Buddha within? Whether or not that Buddha is realized. Does the environment have any play a part yes. in realizing Buddhahood? Yes. Uh Rinpoche. The Shanchup Guna Sacha K Chempudu? Sacha. Natsu the Shanchup. The Sanjay Sanjay Sa Peguna. Then Sacha Natsu Desa Sacha K Chempudu. La dene, the Natsu Shanchu, Sacha la dene? Sacha la ne person to what the Yoroda. What the little Gumjogina, Gubayo Jiroda. Doji Densandana. Lesser. The net Archiburo, the Sulchi Gunda Javaina, the Nubachamano. Then, eh, Sacha the Sanjay. Ma pebi sacha yurbe. This the sacha then gonja then nyanland sanjay the shanchu yomar. Okay, okay. So there is not a place or an environment that one could not become a Buddha in, but there are places that are more conducive to accumulating merit, um, such as holy places. Um, and, uh, and times where there are more conducive to accumulating merit, such as holy times. Um, so uh, Rimche gave the example of Bodhagaya, for instance, or Varanasi, so places like this, um, pilgrimage-type places, are places where the environment would, uh, um, it is said, um, create more power in the virtue you're creating. Not just showing up and you magically get something, meaning when you engage in virtue in those places, it's more powerful. It is said. So Rinpoche said, yeah, probably. He didn't say definitely this. He said, yeah, probably. Thank you. Meaning the environment plays a part because of that fact that there are environments where it's said there's more power. But nowhere... There isn't a place where you can't become a Buddha. Um, the the wind uh, the you you mentioned this the wind is that is that an energy, and can you um, use your uh, awareness attention to uh, to take the wind is it up up and down the spinal cord. And can you... The wind goes all through all of our channels of our whole body. Just to start this, so you have that as a starting point. The wind goes through all of our channels. It's like our veins almost. Okay. Uh, the, you know, just everywhere there's wind channels. Lung. Okay. Then they... Um, uh, so the wind does um, go all over the body. And I'm sorry, I just, uh, the first question, I just want, well, let's do it in stages of one question at a time. Um, as soon as I hear and, I get a couple questions in my head. Okay. So let's do one question at a time. So the first solid question is? Uh, it's the, 
The wind. The wind, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Buddha nature, which is all, always here. Correct. Is that is there a connection with the wind for to find the Buddha nature? Is there is there a connection between the wind? Oh, I see. You energy? asked initially if you could move the wind through meditation, right? Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's okay. One so of can the, you move? And is there and, a connection? Or not, not so much move, but to uh, cognize or know or know the, or have that the the wind. The, the, um, can you know the to, wind meaning no, like more, can you cognize to, it to experience it okay I and is it an more, energy yeah okay uh rimache long low tang drapu do e yomari long ta sheba ni sheba de long la den de yo zara sheba sheba de yulun jo long la den de yulun jo yo zara so consciousness depends upon wind so the consciousness mounts the wind, and um, that is how the consciousness abides. So our consciousness is mounted on the wind, and, and so there is a dependence upon our consciousness moving and thinking. And so when we're thinking, the wind is moving. So there is a connection between consciousness and wind, but it's, it's not um, energy like... Um, it could be energy depending on how you personally define energy. But if you define energy like CLMP, you, you know what I mean? The power plant, and that's all I can do, then it's not the same. One is wind and one is electric. Um, so now, the gom jana lung da tugudue gom jaken ne jopa. So, yes, a, a yogi, a practitioner can cognize the wind. And manipulate the wind as well in meditation. But Rimache uh, said cognize. I added the manipulate, but it's true. I, I guess. Uh, so we even know when the wind is going in and out, don't we? When we breathe in and breathe out, we're cognizing wind. Yeah. So that's what Rimache just said. So if we're aware of it, the going in and coming out, all the. If we're aware of the that's wind, wind he's yeah. saying. That's an example yeah. of wind. So you're you are aware of that. So there's different, obviously, levels of understanding of the winds. Okay. But he's saying that coarsely, you're understanding wind right now by cognizing the breath. So then you would go to a deeper way to be able to manipulate that wind. Oh. And you do have it right. There is a central channel and a right and a left channel and you are trying to work with the various things to, to drop winds in, so in, could, into the central channel. So you could use the one-pointed sh shinei or shamata to look at the wind up and down. You can... Well, the you, up and down, then, or, then now there's movement. Okay. So it's not, right. no longer a static thing. The long mipa. Shinei mikpa long. Digger, the 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 the
and there is also a way to analyze wind. So the two forms of meditation, single-pointed or fixed meditation is one category, and analytical meditation is the second category. Both of those categories you can apply to meditation on wind. Thank you. Stasha? Oh, I see, I see. So there's a big, de there's a debate because um, the formless realm has form, Rinpoche is saying, because wind is form. So how can it be a formless realm? So I said, what do you do? What do you say? What's the response? How do you fix it? Less so. Okay. So it's difficult to get out of that one because you say that um, uh, if there is consciousness, there's wind. And a formless realm being has consciousness, because you know, they, they do. And so how is it a formless realm if there's form there? So it's a debate that occurs in the monastery. Um, oh, okay. Do. Zume Khan, the Yuna, Zu, Yubi Mach, Zu. Zume Khan, my imbatel. 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 Okay, so Rimche is saying that it isn't the coarse form of for, uh, form that exists within the formless realm. It's a very subtle form of form that exists. It's the subtle form of form that exists that is in the wind that the consciousness arises on, rides on. So then Geshe La said, then form realms have uh, form, and Rinpoche said yes. So then he's, Geshe La said, so there is no formless realm. Um, because they're in uh, Rimache said why and he said because there's subtle form and subtle form is form regardless of if it's coarse or subtle it's form so therefore there is no formless realm 
That's what where we ended. Zumekame. 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 <laughs> Circle. I, I don't know. It's, see, where if you debate this correctly, you negate an entire realm of existence. See, this is the problem. Buddhism divides it into three realms the form realm, formless realm, and desire realm. So, by doing this, you are negating an entire realm. So, there's a way out of it. They're not gonna. We're not gonna do it. But there's gonna be left to our thoughts. But then they lend you that yapu garde. Ah, long you are, you're not zoo you with my chop. Sure? So then I say, <laughs> so then it's actually, formless realm is an answer to another question that proves something else that uh, I got to think about the translation. Give me a second. Um, what did I forgot? I, I'm sorry. It'll come back to me, but um, I, I can't do it right now. Um, So I said, if there is wind, there is necessarily form, because wind is form. And Geshe-la said, no. I said, posit where there is wind, but not form. He said, formless realm. <laughs> <laughs> So, Nate Sampa Zumekan met. Zukan Zumekan. Chik Shena, the Zurapa Mekam. Maybe people we'll call it the, the coarse formless realm. <laughs> he said, well, that's fine. <clears throat> Rimshi said, that's, that's it. So, it's, a, it's really literally the formless realm is referring to coarse formless. Formless. I guess when you look at how they define the formless realm, somewhere in there it must say the coarse formless forms. Because in order for something to be in a realm, it has a, 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 there has to be a mind possessor. If there's a mind, then there's there's wind. If there's wind, then there's you know. So this is that's the problem. It's that deep stuff that is really not applicable to us very much, but it keeps us busy. Any more questions? Why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> I, they were having a huge debate, a big scientific conference in uh, Dharamsala, and the scientists and Geshe's and everybody was in there, and they were debating, going back and forth, and one Geshe just stopped everything and said, which came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> it just nobody could agree on that. Very simple topic. You had to be there, I guess. It's funny <laughs> when I heard the story. Thank you. Um, the Dharamsala, the Sen Ripa, the Geshe Mambo, the Geche Then the Shira 
Um, thank you for the teaching. And um, are there specific practices to um, attaining the clairvoyances, or is that just a byproduct as you use merit and wisdom to eliminate the afflictive obstructions? Okay. Rimiche. Nushe. 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 Data. Lam Yurebe, Jew Yurebe, the Sunan, Dang Gewa, Dang Tinginzi, Yuna, Mushe Yongdue, Mushe Jew Kakare, Mushe Jew Sineda Ladore, Sineda Hatun Yuna, Mushe Yubicha, Tilted Homer, Teladen Mushe Mure, Dene, the Dene Mushe Guna, Mushe Lang. Nyamlen Chego? Mushe Lang? Yes, okay. So there is a separate, it isn't a byproduct, it's a separate path, but you have to have uh, calm abiding in the Shine Dang Hatong, Shine Kuna. Shine Dang Hatong. Mushe Yuna, Shine Yobicha? Chachonde. Cha. Okay, so if you have clairvoyance, you necessarily have. Um, calm abiding. You you have single pointed concentration, but if you have single pointed concentration, you don't necessarily have clairvoyance. So you have to have the calm abiding, but then you have to spe create specific causes for the arisal of clairvoyance. It's a se specific. It's separate set of causes. Yes. In independence upon calm abiding, then special insight can arise. But it's stated that in the But in the um, highest yoga tantra teachings, there is a spontaneous, simultaneous, uh, I'm sorry, a simultaneous arisal of calm abiding and special insight that there isn't this dependence. It's a simultaneous. Second question? Um, and would it work, I, I don't know, would it work based on like those closest to you and time-wise proximity? Like would you be able to, as you develop these insights, would you be able to see easier the people that are closer to you um, in shorter, like, future-wise time? I, I don't know how to put it into words. If you have a connection you, to the person, is your clairvoyance towards them stronger? Yes, and would you be able to see things, like, as it develops before you... The future? Attempt, yes, before you obtain omniscience, would you be able to see, like, short distances in the future first? And then as you progress, you, you could see further into the future and, until you... Mushe the... La the Rimbo Yurube Rimche Gangishin Kong Triwa the Nushe Yunkang the Kashe Sanyi Hakogudu Kashe Donta Chi Hakogudu Kashe Dawa Chi Hakogudu Sanje Namchen Kanga Hakogudu then Nushe Rimbo Dang Drar Yurube So yeah there are stages of clairvoyance 
um, as you, one progresses through the paths that um, I said, does it go where you would have a clairvoyance of one day, then two days, then one week, then one month, and as it gradually increases to the point of omniscience? And he said, yes, that's the truth. That's exactly how it occurs. Uh, maybe one, we have one or two more questions. Three more. Three more questions. It has to do with the, um, the right or the left channel and the relationship of the right and the left to the central channel. What is the relationship? They're to the right and the left of the central channel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the relate. I mean, it's like uh, almost like asking what's the relate our right arm and our left arm. When I ask him, they're so they believe that this channel is right here and right here and right here. Uh -huh. The the, the related. I don't know that there is a relationship so much as it's just anatomy. You know what I mean? Or physio. Is I don't know. It, oh, Does that make okay. sense? Anato an anatomical. It's anatomical. Anatomy, yeah. As opposed to energetic or energy? Energies flow through them, but they wouldn't be energy. Right, so they're separate, and the right and the left are separate from the center. Correct. And there it, isn't an interaction between them. The Rinpoche, Nga Kanga, Sawa, Dang Eba Yurbe. So yeah, they all have a, all the tantras present this central right and left channel. Okay. So there's just, this is the presented how the, how it works. Like when you look at a body and if it were, you know, mm -hmm. drawn, you would see the central and you would see a right and a left and there would be all of these channels that come off of it as well. Oh, I uh, see. Uh... They come off at what point? All over the place. Down. Uh, the secret place, yeah. Rimache. It's Natsu Eba Dan Yumba the Tsa. Then the Yine Natsu Sukpo Tsa Kasakala Yure. Then the Jawa Yurebe Natsu Tsa Kasakala Dan Uma Unsa Dan Eba Dan Yumba. The sad jenda jawa yurbe. Then kabar kabar nyamdu sha. Kabar nyamdu sha. Sawan sacha kuna? Let's go kasakala. At the chakra points, um, where the chakras are is where they would meet the other channels. Okay. Where the chakra points are, depending on. We'll go, we'll leave it at that, but wherever the chakra points are. Mm -hmm. um, Rinpoche said that the, the crown chakras, throat chakra, heart chakra, down to the secret chakras. Um, I could be wrong, but I think certain uh, tantras present it slightly differently as well. So mm -hmm. just say where the chakras are, is where the, the points of, of connection are. Okay. Uh, then at Rinpoche, the, the korlo kuna, the jawa, the eba nyumba, the jenda, the jawa yurube. But then he said there's also connections all over the central and right and left channels. Mm -hmm. Maybe the central like locations of these are the chakra points, mm -hmm. but Rimache is saying there's connections all over the, 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 the down, right, and left. Okay. And, and this is a quick question on terminology. It's um, 
uh, insight and realization. Are they the same? Because you see no. them. Oh, and so how do a realization? Differ? This is just English stuff, so I can't okay. I can't really ask Rinpoche. But a realization could be realizing impermanence, realizing that this is a book and not a car. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas insight, in this case, is referring to something very specific. Insight into the nature of reality. Ah, okay. So it, a real insight is a realization, but all realizations are an insight. All right. And you said uh, insight into the nature of reality. Um, Emptiness. Right. Can that also be termed as uh, insight into the nature of mind? No. No. It's two different things then. Well, the nature of mind is the same as everything. The nature of mind and the nature of hand and the nature of nose and the nature of book is all the same. Empty. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, thank you. Thanks. The nature of mind has the nature of reality, but the nature of reality doesn't necessarily the nature of mind. I think you might have just answered this, but I might as well ask it anyway. Um, the the trouble that I was having was uh, with um, this uh, uh, concentration attending to an image uh, without discursive thought. Uh-huh. Um, thinking single-pointed uh, concentration. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out how to get that idea to play well with the idea of non-discursive thought. Because... If I, uh, let's say, um, the uh, object of single-pointed concentration is a flower, well, the first thing that I have to do to get it single-pointed is I have to separate it from its context. So I have to say, is it the flower or is it the stem? Is it the flower plus the vase and the table it's standing on? Well, you have to establish your object of observation in totality before you begin. So maybe your mind has to go through all of that to get there. Those would be those your own stages, but that, you know what I mean, that there's, you're trying to get to the point where there isn't that thought. You're, you, that's the goal, the non-discursive, single-pointed. But so you're getting there by doing it over and over and over again, so you don't have to think about, okay, there's the panel, there's the stem. You just go, boom, flower. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so essentially... Boom, flower. Once you're there, it's flower. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking that, the, uh, that, that, all, of that all of that previous uh, discursive thinking is still, uh, is still there somehow. Um, no. Okay. Rinpoche. The tinginzi guna. Tsalo mamodango. Then the par, the kadokare, the sanjay. This there, dang Sanjay, the go, then the the yure, the the yure, the yure, the salo mambo dandu, then kongit sampa, then they tingin ze lena, the jigon detsi yure, gangin sena salo, tramo detsi yure, gangin sena par zugugdu. Maybe a garden or chair, Maris, Nanjuba, Jundu Jabaros, 
So there is subtle uh, subtle thinking. Subtle, very subtle. Because you're putting to in your mind, you're putting together these parts somehow or another. There is a subtle construction that has to be happening because you are thinking about an object. There's dependent origination. It doesn't end. Dependent origination doesn't end. So he, I don't... Then hey, tinginzi the ngatsu le lojong tinginzi lena the sanlo yomare the mikpa chik kuna sanlo genda yomare. You need sanlo tramo yurepe. Ale mikpa sanlo tramo. You need mikpa genda sanlo tramo yomare. So you have a subtle thought process. But it's only about that one object of observation. It's putting it together. You aren't, as soon as you move to any other object of observation, it's blown, even if it's subtly. So that subtle thinking is only in, related to that fixed, picked object of observation, the one you picked. So if you start subtly thinking about something other than that, then you don't have single-pointed concentration. But within single-pointed concentration, there is subtle thinking. Now, I, I don't, I'd have to look up what the discursive word they're using for that is and see if that's the best pick. Um, what is discursive? What would that mean? Is it, it's like conceptual, right? Yeah. Um, like well, this, uh, painting a picture, yeah. basically, with thinking, of thinking. Yeah, going further down, he just basically uh, said uh, mental conversation is the discursive thought, this is this, so this is this, that is that. So the Lamrim Chemo Nangla, the de, the de, the yure, the, the, um, then does it say that that goes away? That's what we're saying. This is this and this is that is no longer? So it's saying discrimination is... I don't think that's right. I think it may be a translation issue. Just yeah, it, uh, it identifies... Uh, it says me mental conversation is the, is the discursive thought. This is this. It's so that may be... on the mind which is perceiving various things. Reject mental conversation and cultivate serenity. Coarse. Mental so conversation, conversation is, coarse. is coarse. Must be. Okay. Yeah. Yes, but it, there it says it doesn't, it, it defines discursiveness by a very specific definition of this conversation. 
whereas what we're talking about is more of a dependent origination of the mind in a very subtle way that what we're doing every moment we're we're doing it book but you know what i mean we're seeing this we're putting it together and saying that's a book and it's we're being specific like this is a prayer book and i can go uh, and i can think of everything that's in it i just did like okay yep all the prayers that are in it you know what i mean so we do that all the time so this is just saying like we're just that object we're doing that with only subtly okay that subtle kind of or just like right now when we think of a butterfly something just happened there so we're not trying to eliminate that that's a, that's part of the process that's part of the process but the building wouldn't be building it would just be there once you got to the single pointed place okay you know what i mean you wouldn't have to build it each time you'd get to the point where it was built the object of observation would be in its total form once you achieve it. So, but you know, you'd have to go, okay, now I'm going to sit down. That's why you could, once you have single-pointed concentration, move to any object you want because you have to settle it and then fix it. You know what I mean? And while you're holding it, you have to be holding off non-objects simultaneously, subtly. You have to be. There has to be subtle barriers that are there or your mind would just there has to be some kind of subtlety there yeah it just naturally wants to go to the next uh, related thought right so there's got to be just as there is um there's got to be something inhibiting that and that's also got to be part of the discrimination that's taking place anyway deep thoughts by yes i want to reflect back on the clairvoyance um question um, with response, with your response, can Rinpoche um, give some feedback with regards to is it possible to have those abilities or attainments regardless of whether the person has virtue or non-virtue? Yes. Okay. The, the, well, regardless of if they have non-virtue, really. The Megewa Mena Mushe. Yong Tugudue. The Nushe, the Dene, um, Jewang Lama, Shinken, Gewa Gua. Good. Nushe, Gewa Depo. Dene, the Yene, Megewa, Yunken, Nushe, Yu, Yamdu. So non virtue does not create clairvoyance, though. Clairvoyance is created by virtue. So, um, so one can have clairvoyance. But you can still have non-virtue and, and have memory. clairvoyance. Okay. You know what I mean? You could. And use you aren't a Buddha because y y until you're either an arhat, until you're an arhat, you have subtle forms of non-virtue still. No matter where you are, you have okay. subtle. So, you yes. So that clairvoyance can be utilized in non-virtuous ways. The nushe yunken dipasatudue. Yes. Thank you. Milarepa. Milarepa the me me kashi seson nushe. Yeah, Milarepa before he went on the path and became a Buddha killed people with his black magic. Any more? The life of Milarepa? 
Great book. I love that book. One of my favorites. I got obsessed with it. I read it in like a day and plus. I just went for it. I like overnight stuff. I was obsessed with it. I liked it. I mean, there's some really moving parts of that book. Are we done? We're done. Okay. No one else has a question? There's a part of the book where Dalai Lama always, um, I think it's in that book, but he always, whenever he tells the story of Milarepa, he always cries when uh, all these students came to him and asked him how did he achieve these realizations and he got up and pulled his pants down and showed him all the calluses on his butt and, and said from sitting and meditating all of these years on this rock in this cave, there was no special recipe, it's just from practice. And Dalai Lama always cries when he tells the story. And I think it's in the Life of Milarepa book. I'm sorry? The Life of uh, Milarepa. M-I-L. I can't air spell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an air speller. A-R-E-P-A. Okay, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and may all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. Pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Rimache Guti Shapi Be careful with that book too. Rimache always tells the story of a Tibetan man who read that book and then gave everything of he owned.